Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 223. Colin Park from the Phoenix Honda team. Really, really good kid. Really up-and-coming rider. Very solid. Very steady. And, uh, yeah, he's got Dylan Ferrandez as a teammate now. So should be interesting to talk to Colin and see what he thought of last year and what he thinks of next year. Thank you to the folks at FXR. Uh, Pulpamex30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. From moto gear to casual wear, they got it all. Fishing stuff, mountain bike stuff. Uh, FXRRacing.com really had you covered. And if you look at the strides that they've made over the years with their gear and uh, the FTA line as well, uh, you look at Jeremy Martin, you look at Phil Nicoletti, you look at Brock Tickle, you look at a bunch of privateers. FXR Racing's been there for these guys for a number of years. Thank you to FXRRacing.com. And thank you to the Race Tech guys as well. Uh, Pulp 23 is a code to save with Race Tech. They've got suspension. They've got that gold valve thing that they've had way back in the day. They do motor work for some teams. In addition to CNC porting, trusted by the world's fastest privateers and multiple factory teams throughout the industry, Racetech offers custom Vortex ECU tuning and many parts to boost performance and reliability. And did you know that Racetech manufactures all their seats and guides in-house and can create custom seats and guides for you as well? Racetech is known as a suspension company, but I'm telling you, they, they know motors and they do it well. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Namira Pistons, Seat Concept, Zools, Roost, Maxis, and Firepower. For coming on board, I want to thank the folks at Namira. For over 20 years, Namira has been there uh, making hard parts for motorcycles, whether you're restoring your vintage bike, rebuilding a new 450 race motor, or working on your four-wheeler. Namira has what you need, featuring a full line of cats and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and more. And please check them out at Namira D23 people. They do good things there for the uh, District 23 Minnesota people. Namira uh, has got parts for all bikes, new to old. Thank you to Namira. We'll tell you more about the other companies later. But uh, for now, here is uh, myself and Colin Park chatting about Supercross 23, Supercross 24, World Supercross, and much more. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody, as promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Gentleman that has uh, certainly paid off in Pulpamex Fantasy many times for us and is a really up-and-coming rider in the sport. Looking forward to talking to him. Colin Park, what's up, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. and. Good to know. I've uh, I've done well for some people in uh, in fantasy. You know, I, I played that one year. It was actually the year before I went pro, and I decided I will never play as I'm racing because I don't want to hate myself <laughs> or other people. So it's probably a good uh, idea, dude. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's very stressful too. It completely consumed my life, <laughs> and I just want to I just want to enjoy the races. Yeah, no, it's it's good, man. Like, yeah, you got guys like Cade and other guys that are playing it. Chiz plays it, and uh, it's pretty funny to hear them talk about. Uh, themselves picking themselves or not picking themselves or whatever you know you know who's uh sneaky good at it's harlan harlan's really good yeah that that's impressive because i would be terrified to pick myself just i just feel like i'm just asking to jinx myself or something so yeah yeah that's that's kind of why i don't want to play yeah really right all right lots to get into when it comes to you uh back at phoenix honda 250 supercross east again and i know like things have been in flux with the team a little bit we saw cody shock your teammate he got let go kind of last minute dylan ferrandis came on uh, you guys were supposed to do the Nationals and then didn't happen. You grabbed a World Supercross ride, which we'll talk about. But, um, yeah, I guess just talk about coming back on the team for another year and looking forward to, uh, I mean, I, I imagine just getting uh, bigger and better results, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the main goal for me this season. Um, my second year last year, obviously, I, I made a pretty good jump compared to my rookie year. And going into my, my third year, that's that's the goal again is to make another big jump. I really want to reach that top five this year, and I know that's a big jump, but I think it's a task I'm able to take down. So 
yeah, the team is, uh, it's been really, really good so far, you know, um, having some new guys involved. We got Josh Wisner, part of the team now, as well as Ziggy and just having Ziggy a part of the team is really cool, you know? And then obviously Heath Harrison, the team manager, David Eller, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been going really good. I got to spend a week out in California and that was actually my first time ever riding the, the test tracks and stuff. So that was a cool experience for myself. It was a really long busy week but we got a lot accomplished and yeah i feel like i'm in mm-hmm. a good spot obviously you don't want to say how you're in a great spot right now when we still have what like six weeks before i go race on the east coast so still have a lot of time and uh, that just means a lot of time to to better myself before the gate drops as well so yeah overall though the, the off season's been going good and the team's been really really good as well and like i said just having new people yep. a part of it is only going to elevate the team as well as even just having um dylan Fernandez as a teammate now i think that's going to push me he's a very intense guy and i actually i'm actually a big fan of him you know i mm-hmm. i didn't know what to expect i just met him my first week out there in california and he was awesome you know he's already um just kind of taking me under his wing and helping me out with little things and i think that's cool and that's something i need yeah um don't be afraid to ask him a question, or don't be afraid to answer uh, the answer when you ask him a question, Dylan, because he will give it to you straight. That's for sure. Yeah, and but I like that. Yeah. I really like that, honestly. So um, yeah, we had Kyle Peters on the show a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned Ziggy Factory Connection. Of course, this this Dylan thing came together with a lot of help from uh, uh, Rick at, at Factory Connection, and uh, KP mentioned that you know you guys have used a few different companies over the years, and just the hands on. Uh, testing, uh, more testing, the hands-on with Ziggy. Uh, obviously, he's working with Dylan, but he's going to help everybody. Kyle was stoked on his bike. Uh, you, you've seen the same gains? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm i very happy with my with my motorcycle right now. And um, obviously, you never know until you go racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a lot of things change, as you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really comfortable. And obviously, Ziggy, he comes from, I mean, obviously, Geico Honda and all that. So he knows the Honda so well. And um, I think it's just, I think it's a jump up that we needed. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely going to be a positive for the team all around. Yeah, for sure. It's it's funny because you guys have kind of flown under the radar, like, um, uh, the last few years. Obviously, Kyle Peters and his arena cross success. And then yourself and Cody doing really well. But having Dylan there, I mean, good or bad, the spotlight's going to be on your whole team and probably more so on you, you know, uh, than it yeah. ever has. Like, people are going to be – yeah, it's a big deal. So it's interesting for me in the media to see how this thing all plays out. Yeah, it's exciting because it, it obviously does bring more pressure to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's – I already told the team it's it's pressure I want, you know. It's it's a good thing to have. Um, I And like you're saying, like last year had a pretty good year, but I was just like just right outside of that, like that main mix, you know. And that's what I'm trying to get myself. I'm trying to get myself right in the middle of that, you know, get talked about mm-hmm. more and uh, better results. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to bring, like I said, it brings pressure to the team. But I think it's going to make everyone a part of the team just elevate their game. Yeah. And obviously, we have some goals, and I think we're all on the same page. So, yeah, I think overall, it's just all positive. One thing I think for you, and I've been watching this sport for a while, is kids, rookies, uh, kids without experience really hard to be consistent in supercross week in and week out it's just it's just hard to do until you kind of get it all down uh, but dude you were six top tens and like getting in the main like there was no wild swings in your riding like that's that's impressive you probably yeah like you said got to take that next step up but for a second year got to get that many top tens on a non-factory team uh yeah i think i think you should be happy yeah thank you yeah it was definitely a positive year for sure um 
obviously I had a, I had a bad spill in the heat race at Tampa. And honestly, that hindered my season a lot. Mm -hmm. I did a, I did a grade three AC separation of my shoulders. So from then on, it was a bit of a struggle, but yeah, I mean, I was in the top 10 and pretty much all the races that I was in besides like the last East West shootout. So it was, um, yeah, I mean, I, mm -hmm. like I said, I made that jump and I know this next jump I'm trying to make is a really big one, but man, that's, that's just where I need to be. And that's what the team expects. And that's what I expect out of myself this year. So that's what I'm saying though, yeah. just having all these guys a part of it, like it already just makes you feel like, like you're like you belong mm -hmm. up there, you know, like having these guys and, and having Dylan, like, I mean, shoot, Dylan's a four time champ. So just, uh, obviously I'm trying to be a sponge around that guy. He's obviously raced a bunch. And like I said, he's got four championships to his yeah. name. So the guy knows a lot and I'm going to, I'm going to try and I'm probably going to wear him out with the amount of questions <laughs> I'll have for him, but yeah, I'm just trying to help myself too. You know, how does he look? How, what, what's your initial thoughts on it? Don't be like super biased here, Colin. Like how, how about, how's no, he, how's he look? I won't be biased, but the week in California, he, uh, he actually impressed me, man. Like later on in the week when, cause he's obviously been just riding mm -hmm. East coast dirt. And yep. so when, when we went West, which same for me, I struggled. Um, but then once we both got used to it, like, and dude, he made some changes and I'll be honest, like at the end of the week, I was like, wow, like I'm actually impressed. Uh, and I think, I think for Dylan, um, I think if he can just get good starts and be consistent, he'll be right there in the mix. Yeah. Big year for him for sure. Um, yeah, we've seen it before guys like Larry Ward, guys like Tim Ferry, um, you know, off the factory train fiber tier life and then they get back on it and some guys don't some guys do so yeah it's gonna be interesting to watch dylan and uh i mean he, dude he couldn't love you know ziggy and honda any more than than he does right now it's not possible yeah so you know yeah that part's good that's what i'm saying like i think it's i think it's more just like the team itself like everyone involved we just mm -hmm. have a good vibe going and i think that's going to help him a lot as well as it's going to help me and Plus, I think it's it's going to help me even more if he can start out those first uh, that West Coast swing on a positive note, because mm -hmm. then I can hop in and and hopefully just carry the momentum. I should know this, but it's just you and Dylan, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay, it yeah, is. thought so. Um, hey, I, I made a joke in our Racer X preview shows that you and your now ex teammate Cody Shock. I mean, good God, the battles you guys had. Um, Man. And, and I think like you know he's at club and and you yeah you guys are gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch both of you guys go at it you know but now it, you're on separate teams. It was incredible last year. I swear I think the team put a magnet in both <laughs> of our bikes. Right. Because yeah. no matter what race we were in, it was a heat race. Then we both went to an LCQ. We yep. found each other in that, and then main events we'd find each other. It was like mm -hmm. it was incredible, man. I was I could not believe it, and I think the team was even just shook. Like no matter what, we just found ourselves on the track. And then yeah. even like SMX uh, LA, him and I, we were right there. We battled each other in LA, both motos, every single lap. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and uh, it'll be interesting to see this year. You know, he's on club, he's on Yamaha. You're staying the same, and I don't know. I feel like you guys are both up and coming, and I feel like you're going to find each other again. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. So. No, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the season, and uh, yeah, I mean, no joke, man. It was it was yeah. like we had some magnets in our bike. Did you um did you get any interest from other teams? Like, obviously, you rode for Pipes. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Did you get any yeah. interest from other teams? Did you did you um, did decide to go any? Did you entertain anything? Yeah, I did, but um, honestly, I just the the Phoenix the Phoenix team. You know, I mean, shoot, I'll be honest; those guys gave me an opportunity when no one else did, mm -hmm. and. I wouldn't even I honestly don't even know if I'd be racing professional right now if it wasn't for the Phoenix Racing Honda team. So um loyalty is a big thing for me and uh those guys have taken taken care of me uh you know ever since I turned pro obviously and before I turned pro. So 
uh, yeah, I just mm-hmm. I stuck with the Phoenix team, and like I said, there's there's changes that have been made with the team, and having the new people involved that I think is going to elevate the team, which is ultimately going to elevate myself, and that's what I'm looking for. And uh, so yeah, that obviously mm-hmm. played a big factor in my decision to stay. And uh, the, like I said, those guys have been great to me. So I hope I can uh, I want to return the favor this year with good results for them uh, sticking behind me and and having me back. So. As I mentioned, at some point you guys are going to do the outdoors, and uh, I don't know. Your press secretary, Michael Lindsay, uh, told me that, anyways. Um, but uh, so it didn't happen, and then you jumped to Pipes' team um, for the um, world stuff on a two fifty. How did that come together? How was Phoenix with you doing that, and what did you think of that whole experience? Yeah, so Dustin actually had hit me up like long before um like outdoors asking me to race world supercross and Mm -hmm. i was like right away i'm like ooh, like i think that'd be really fun but then we were racing outdoors so i was like no like i you know i just can't do it i'm gonna race outdoors and um then we ended up not racing and so i immediately would like call dustin and i'm like hey like dude do you still have a spot for world Mm -hmm. supercross and he did and because with me being so young in my career, um, like I said, it was only my second year. I just need to race. Like you don't get yeah. better unless you're racing. And I did not want to go all summer without racing. So, um, yeah, the the HEP team, they gave me the opportunity to go race World Supercross for them. And, dude, it was amazing. Uh, I had so much fun. My results weren't – I had um, two first-term pileups the first two weekends that completely ruined my entire series, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, though – I rode good, and like even in Australia, I ended up fourth overall. Um, just missed the podium, which was a bummer. But yeah, those guys, man, they took me in with open arms, and uh, like right away, they they treated me like as if I had been on the team for years. To be honest, I we all just kind of clicked, and I really enjoyed working with Larry Brooks and and even just Dustin and the mechanics. Everyone was just yeah. really good, and being around Larry was really cool as well. Obviously, we know that guys worked with some really big names in the sport, so. I was just trying to gain as much wisdom from him and he was super open to helping yep. me even being at the practice track and stuff. So honestly, I gained a lot out of that experience and, and just being with them. And I've obviously only ever been on Phoenix for a team. So yeah. just learning like new things, you know, like even being around Ken, like that was really cool. And Chiz, um, dude, Chiz is, man, that guy's got a lot of wisdom himself. Yeah. Obviously he's been around for so long. So at each race and whatever, man, I was just trying to ask him so many questions just because, <laughs> and he's so open to it too. And Ken, you know, like just being around those guys, um, it helped me so much. Like I said, and it was really cool to say I was traveling the world racing my dirt bike. So yeah, I'm yeah. super, super appreciative of that, how, of that opportunity to be able to go race with them. I had Larry as a team manager in 99. Uh, he's intense, man. He's a very yeah. intense dude, but yeah, he's great. Yeah. And you know? I like that because yep. dude, he has one goal and that's to freaking go and win. And yeah. that's what, uh, I just like being surrounded by those types of people, man. Cause I, like I, like I had said, he just being around those people, I feel like automatically just elevate, elevate yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to surround myself with. How much time did you have on the RMZ before England, the first round? Like, was, or was before, <laughs> before England, the team, uh, I went out and I want to say I had like two and a half weeks on it. Oh, okay. So and, yeah, you were fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, but dude, I, I had rode just one track and I had my bike so stiff going to England. Uh, not knowing it. I'm like, oh, the bike is so good. And then you go racing and you're like, yep, I am way off. Uh, And so honestly, the last race is the one I was most comfortable at. Uh, I made a change after practice, like just a minor little clicker change. Mm -hmm. And dude, I was so comfortable. So yeah, it was was pretty cool. We obviously, I just kind of piggybacked off of Chiz's setup in a way, actually. So 
um, and just went stiffer. And yeah, I went way too stiff. So yeah, you can't can't go wrong. Just just hey, cheers. What should I do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Um, what did you think of the RMZ to compared to your bike, uh, your Honda? Obviously, you know it's a bit of a dated pro, dated bike, but I still think you know the, the last few years of JGR. Even Dylan Schwartz rode the thing pretty good. What'd you think? I I actually really liked it. Like everyone always tells me, like, oh, what are like how do you compare it to the Honda? And you can't, to be honest. Like they are so different. Um, I will say the Suzuki is almost meant for a taller person, I feel like. Okay. Uh like when I'm on the bike, I don't feel big on that thing at all. Um, so I felt like I fit the bike really well. And the only thing I, I was really bummed on, which it's not Suzuki's fault, but when we went overseas, we had to run a different fuel. And that made the bike whew, really slow, to be honest. So, um, but the the package and everything in America, I was actually really really surprised with. I thought it was a good bike, and I just enjoyed riding it, and also just trying to being or just being on a different bike and learning different characteristics of one. Because I've obviously been on a Honda for well, I think like four or five years now. So, just riding something different and learning that, I think, also just helped me. I'm trying to be better about that mm-hmm. stuff because. I, uh, when I was younger, I mean, shoot, even all the way up to, until I was basically on Phoenix, my dad, if I ever had a complaint, he'd tell me, just don't ride, be appreciative <laughs> of what you got. So I'm trying to be better about, uh, like testing or just knowing what my bike's doing and being around Matt and Larry and all them, they, uh, they put an emphasis on that and it helped me a lot. Yeah. I kind of heard that, uh, Dustin was pursuing you for a 450 ride. Um, he needed another guy. I, I, I think this was before McElrath. I don't know how serious those talks got, but I know he liked you, and I think there, he was talking to you a little bit about 450s, or, or was that just rumor? rumor mill? Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about the 450, and I was just stoked that they even had me in the conversation. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, wow, like 450 class or what I told them, and I'll tell you the same thing. I said, you know what? I think obviously I will fit a 450 much better, Yep. and I can ride a 450 well. But when I think of the 450 class, I think of A1. And when every person in the main event is a past champion, I'm not – like, let's be real. I've only raced for yeah. two years. I haven't even cracked the top five in the 250 class. I don't think I'm ready for it. Okay. Um, and I know that I had – I even told them. I said, look, you get one shot at it. And if it goes bad, I, I feel like it's dang near career suicide, you know? So mm-hmm. I uh, I want to go 450 when I know I, I'm ready and going to be competitive and go there and be, be in the mix with – with the guys so yeah honestly it's more just me just not feeling like i'm ready for the 450 class and when i say that i mean just racecraft and stuff i mean yeah. obviously those guys are experienced and yeah i'd be thrown into a pack of wolves so <laughs> but i was just stoked that they even considered me for that because uh i think that's a, a compliment in itself yeah. yeah for sure you did 450 motocross last year or 22 uh yeah. what'd you think of that like uh, some some decent results um you know some some not so great what'd you think of yeah. 450 outdoors it was it was a that was a tough summer. Uh, me and Heath, we drove to all the races, and I wasn't yep. even actually supposed to race outdoors, and they were nice enough to just take me. And uh, yeah, we had me and Heath, man, we had ourselves a summer. We uh, we drove to like five of them, and I had bike problems at all but one race, and so that was definitely a bummer um, because it it obviously hindered my results. It was no one's fault. It ended up being something so stupid, but. Uh, I had one race, which was Southwick with no bike problems and I was top 15. So, um, this year I obviously want to be much better and I want to be close to the top 10 in the 450 class. And I know that's a tall, tall order, 
450 class is obviously stacked, and I just want to gain the experience of racing the 450 class and just racing outdoors. I haven't even raced a full outdoor season. I've only ever raced five of them, and that was in 2022. So I think uh, the more you race, the better you're going to be. And so I want to be in the mix with the 450 guys. I think you're going to learn so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely, like, just even getting your feet wet in that, and and although, like you said, the results are up and down, um, I think it's all part of the experience. And as well as, like you said, just keep racing. World Supercross for 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 HEP, like just keep racing. Perfect strategy, I think, for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. What did you think of the SMX rounds? Like just the 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 formats and the tracks and and all of it. Oh, I'll be honest. I hated going to a race knowing that I was about to be in an LCQ every weekend. <laughs> so, so that is good motivation to to have a good Supercross um, and outdoor season. Obviously, that's also uh, one bummer about racing 450 outdoors is I'm starting all over in points. So, um, it's good motivation though because I need to have a good season Supercross or a good season motocross or both, and and that way I have a seated spot because I don't want to go to those things in the LCQ again. But I honestly, I enjoyed the racing. I'll be honest, it was gnarly, man. Those guys, everyone was going so fast, and the tracks were really fast as well. So it was a dogfight out there. I mean, like Chicago especially, I felt like I rode my heart out, and I got 14th place. I was so yep. bummed. It's like, dude, like I felt like I just raced so well, and I have to say I got 14th. Like It's embarrassing. But um, honestly, I mean, just being on a race, like get back in the mix with the guys was so good. And it was it was really intense. Like, even though it's two 20 minute motos, that whole 20 minutes of both motos was just all out. And so that part's fun. And I think it's exciting for for people to watch, too. And I I mean, I enjoy racing. So the more racing Mm -hmm. for me, the better. Colin Park here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension uh, Privateer Island Life podcast. Uh, hey, what kind of gear are you wearing this year, by the way? Are you guys still moose or what do you do? Oh, we're back in moose, baby. We're back in moose. All right. Fantastic. Uh, thank you to the folks at uh, Firepower Maxis Roost Namira. Uh, seat Concepts and Zools all on board with us as well. Maxis Tires, MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by uh, Jace Kessler and some other privateers out there. Thank you to the folks at Maxis Light Truck Tires, Trailer Tires, and more. Uh, Roost MX as well. Pulp Nation is the code to save with RoostMX.net. Chris and Christina, Danny doing great things. Use the code and save. you got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website as well. Thank you to the folks at Roost. Use the code and save. Uh, Colin Park here on the uh, uh, Privateer Island podcast. So we just covered World Supercross, Super Motocross, your 250 Supercross series, the time you spend in 450 Motocross. Colin Park, what's the, f- what's the most fun? What's the... The bike and series that you love the most? Oh, I, I can't lie. I'm still all about Supercross. Okay, there's all right. Something, yeah, yeah. There's just something about when you're down in that tunnel and the opening ceremonies and just a packed stadium, you can't beat it. Interesting, yeah. So that's that's where it's at, right? Yeah, it's, it's just so much more exciting. Like, mm-hmm. when you go to an outdoor race, I just, with it being outdoors, it's hot. I mean, I just don't feel like it's as exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um supercross man it's just intense the the crowd is just into it and yeah by far by far my most favorite now i don't follow amateur motocross very closely uh so i don't really i don't think i literally heard of you until you start racing pro like i don't know yeah that's that's pretty much what everyone says i was okay. never a flashy amateur so. yeah like what were your amateur results or what happened or like why didn't i hear about you at all like i, I literally like because you got an unusual name colin park and like i'm just like who is this dude so yeah like, i mean yeah. I won some championships and whatnot, but I was just never 
I was never a guy that went to Loretta's or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. have a Loretta's title. Like, it's not like I went there and lit the world on fire. I'd always, like my last year there, I think I got fourth and sixth place mm-hmm. in the pro sport classes. Like, yeah, just nothing crazy. And, um, I don't know. I just could never really, uh, could never really just pull, put it all together, I guess, at, especially at Loretta's. Um, and the thing is, is I actually really enjoy that race and I just never really did all that well. And, yeah, I felt like I was just always just that guy that was right outside. Like, like if there's like those first two or three guys that are really, really good, I was just right behind them, you know, like okay. where I needed to be in the mix with them and get talked about more. So, yeah, I just and I mean, I'll be honest, I watch myself on video and I'm not the most flashy guy. Let's be honest. I'm mm-hmm. pretty just smooth and I just stick to my lap. So I think that also kind of hinders getting talked about in probably a good way, but. Yeah, really, right? But uh, yeah. I, but again, like I was saying earlier, some guys with more speed than you, but they can't nail the consistency, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So there's there's good and bad, but yeah, uh, I think being as consistent are you consistent as you've been for your second year is, is pretty good. Uh, you're from yeah, Florida, right? You. Yes, sir. I was born and raised in Claremont, so okay. it was really cool that once everyone started to move here, I was yeah. like eight or nine, and I was stoked. Did you like hang out ever? Did you see these dudes on bicycle rides or at the tracks? Or yeah, I would always just pass them like as they were cycling, and I whoever was driving me, I'd make them honk like at RV or whoever, just because I was so stoked. Oh, and no then, way, really? Oh, that's funny. Oh yeah, and then I like obviously I'm friends with everyone now, but yeah, yeah at the time I was just so stoked. Claremont has blown up, dude. I was there. Uh, I don't know, maybe right when Baker started with that place um, with RV and Kenny, and then I went back with Zacco and AC uh, a couple years ago, more than that. And I'm like, holy shit, it's blown up, like all these houses and everything. Yeah. It's insane. Like it's starting to dang near become California traffic on uh, our our road. It's called 50. But because like when we first moved here, it was actually all orange groves and like it was just a good old small town Claremont. And Mm -hmm. now it's just your typical, it's it's getting packed, you know? So I know you rode with the Lawrence brothers out there at their place, um, but Phoenix has a place I think that KP rides at. Where do you, where do you base yourself out of a lot, a lot of times? Um, no, well, I never really rode at the Lawrence's. I actually always rode at Moto Sandbox. Oh, you uh, really? Why? Like anytime I'd come down to Florida. Why do I always feel um, like you rode at Lawrence's with Truman and Truman was telling us Cullen Park stories about fantasy? No? I, I, I'm yeah, not. no, no, okay. I never rode out there. I was, right. I rode Sandbox and then um, the last two years I've actually been up at Club MX. Uh, I've been, like, I'll just live up in North Carolina yep. uh, during the season and just train at Club with KP and all the rest of the guys. But this year I think I'm actually going to, I've been at Club, but I think I might actually come back to florida and train with dylan down here at, at the lawrence compound so okay i think that'll be good for me it's a change of pace and i think change is good you know i can't keep doing the same things expecting a different result mm-hmm. so i want to uh like i said i want to make that jump and i think this might be a better better opportunity for myself yeah it'd be interesting right a little little more structure and a little more smaller of a group i guess yeah yeah exactly um but it's expensive yeah for sure yeah. um but it's uh <laughs> It's something I think it's a it's a self investment that mm-hmm. I need to make. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it is. It is. It should be good, right? Um, that they, they run it pretty seriously. Michael Burns around there, right? And and Dazzy and yeah, they don't fool around from what I hear. So yeah, I've, I'll be honest. I haven't even been there before, right. so it's uh, it's all going to be pretty new to me when I go and uh, try it out. Yeah, I think that'll be a good thing. I think for you for sure. Uh, yeah. By the way, um, Phoenix Honda again. What's your national number? What's your number next year? Fifty eight. What's your thoughts on that? What's on thoughts on fifty eight? Uh, it's you know what? It 
I only have to look at it when I look at my bike when I'm riding. It it don't matter if I have a blank or blank number plate or not. So okay, All right. I'm good with whatever. Yeah, you're good with whatever. Um, yeah. Hey, Kyle Peters. Like I said, we had him on the Pulp Show a couple of weeks ago. I got a lot of respect for Kyle. Obviously, coming back from that injury, uh, going for number five for Arena Cross. Um, how? And I don't know how often your guys's paths cross because he's a Arena Cross guy. I know he rides Supercross track, but maybe his times. Are, it's times he's practicing. How much do you get to learn from Kyle over the years? You know, from like I said, he's been for Phoenix for a number of years now. Yeah, KP. Because when I first came to Phoenix, I actually raced arena cross at KP the first my first uh, two years, and so I was with doing everything with KP. And even even now, he only trains on just Supercross at clubs, so we still ride together and stuff. Um, but yeah, like especially my first couple of years, I know for a fact I annoyed the heck out of KP because yep. every weekend I was just asking him <laughs> so many just different questions and stuff. Because obviously, I mean, shoot, he has been racing for a while, so yeah, yeah. Um, he he's obviously has some good results too. So, and I think that to me, um, I always like go to bat for him when people like try to dog him for arena cross or whatever. I'm like, you do realize my man is podiumed in supercross. Like yeah. he's no slaps. Like no. don't even go there. Um, and just also just watching when he's come back from after his neck injury and stuff, like the guy doesn't quit, you know? So, um, yeah, he's, he's honestly helped me out a good bit. And even just like with my bike and everything, mm-hmm. anytime I'm struggling, he has good, good knowledge about that. So, uh, I'll actually, he made a change for me the past year. Uh, I was out riding super I'm like, dude, my bike through the whoops mm-hmm. and KP busted the screwdriver out for me and helped me out. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, when you're that old, you kind of know what you're doing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's your best Phil story from club? Phil? Yeah. Uh, Oh man, Phil. I actually just told Phil the other day or like, it was like a week ago. Mm-hmm. He, we were doing like uh, sprints and off a start. They're like, who's going to beat Phil? I'm like, F Phil. And I don't even like really cuss, but just since it's Phil, right. I've, I've just learned that like if I can banter with Phil, I think he likes me. I don't know. Yep. I'm pretty sure he does though. Yep. And I, honestly, I'm a pretty big fan of Phil and I like how he just calls it how it is. And the guy, you know what? I know he comes across as like how he's all mean and whatnot. But my, my rookie year, I broke my wrist and elbow at club, and Phil was there. Mm-hmm. And, dude, like, he was first one there to help me, texting me, checking on me. Like, mm-hmm. the guy has a – he's got a good heart. Yeah, he plays it off. Look, when Jace got hurt in uh, in Australia, exactly. he was he was there for him. He did a lot for exactly. him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell people, too, like, the last dog I had when the dog passed away, only one guy texted me. It was Phil, you know? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. that's the kind of guy he is. So Yeah, Phil's a good dude. He's crusty on the outside, but, yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Hey, uh, David Aller, the owner of Phoenix. I don't, I don't even, I don't know him. I've never spoken to him, and I don't really even know what he looks like to be sure. But I know he's run a successful team for a while with quad racing and GNCC, and he's got some Honda support, and now he's got Dylan and all of that. What's he like? Uh, what's he like to ride for? I, I, I've heard some stories. I mean, he does seem like he's not totally a happy-go-lucky guy, and he is hard on some some riders. Um, what's it been like for you? Yeah, David's always been good to me. Like I said, he was the one who gave me my first ever opportunity mm-hmm. and um, been super loyal to me and super good to me. So, yeah, hard to hard to complain about that, obviously. But yeah, obviously, I mean, he uh, he just expects like good results, and he'll he'll let me know when I'm not doing good. So yeah, I kind of uh, heard that, yeah. right? Like, yeah, he's not yeah. not scared that way. No, yeah, he's for sure not scared when it comes to that. He'll tell me when I'm uh, mm-hmm. when I'm not up to par. So yeah, I mean, it's it's all been good for me though. Yeah, absolutely right. Were you were you um, thinking you might get on a cutting block when when Dylan was 
all that talk yeah. was going? <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I was, I was yeah. definitely a little scared, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to prove to him next year on why they kept me. Yeah. Uh, hey, like you mentioned earlier, Heath Harrison, um, I, I bug Heath because like he, he might be faster than he ever was when he raced, you know, like he's go, yeah. going to be Loretta's and he's winning that and he's going to mini O's and all of that. Um, and I make a joke that he's, he's better now than he was when he raced, but what's he like as a manager? And, you know, obviously, yeah, he raced at a high level, so he gets it. Uh, what's it like working with Heath? I, yeah, I gotta say, man, Heath has always been really, really good to me. And I, uh, he's always been willing to help me out. And I know, I mean, I've said this 80 times so far, but I've, worn him out with questions and he's always right there to help me because he's like look i don't want you to see you make the same mistakes that i ever did Mm -hmm. or whatever because he says like his biggest thing is is like he sees how he was racing but then now he has just a completely different perspective on it and he and like you said like he thinks he's better now Mm -hmm. um and so he's just trying to help me not to fall into that same category obviously so he's been um yeah super helpful for me and at the races he's he's really good at just like giving back feedback i was actually kind of bummed last year because he was jace owens mechanic i'm like uh he dude i want you up in the stands dude yeah. like being able to watch and and relay some information so this year it's going to be nice to have him just strictly you know team manager and and there at the races just to help all of us because he's very good at that for me at least and mm-hmm. just giving me the i think he heath is also good at telling me what i need to hear and not what i want to hear and that's that's what i want so you talk about asking all these people questions and wearing them out, and that's a good thing for sure. What is something that, like, you know, you're going into year three and, you know, you're getting more media attention, you're getting top tens, all of that kind of stuff. What is something that is so – what is something that you wish when you turn pro that you, you would know, that you've learned? Like, what's the thing where you're like, man, like, you know, I, I, I didn't know it would be like this. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, shoot, I would say that there's a good bit of stuff, but one, I mean, you can't change the outcome of a, of a weekend that's already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely am pretty bad about dwelling on a bad weekend. Like, like Sexton even tells me like, dude, you can't change what you already did. Just chill. Like, cause I just get fired up about stuff and I get mad at myself if I don't feel like I, if I rode to my best potential. So yeah, for me, it's just once the weekend's done, if I can just keep moving on and, and we're on to the next week and everyone by Friday is going to forget about what happened and you mm-hmm. have a whole new chance to redeem yourself where amateurs, you know, you, you live and die by that one week that goes on. And then you, you have months before you're even able to race again. So I think just on the, on the pro level, you know, knowing that it's a long season and mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta leave it in the past and you got a new weekend coming up. So you gotta be ready for that. Yeah, you're exactly right. Seven days later, like no one will remember some race yeah. where you didn't make the main or you crashed out or whatever. You know? No, yeah, yeah, exactly. You have a whole new opportunity, and you can you can change your entire season in one night. Yeah. So it's it's good to keep that in mind. And I always feel like, well, okay, it's easier said than done, but staying healthy, like maybe you know your week three of your 250 Supercross E Series, and there's some jump that you're not comfortable doing, but other guys are doing it. But you're not comfy. Well, just don't do it. Do your line that you know is may say point four slower, but do that line. Battle another week. You know, yeah. uh, it's, yep. it's it's uh, you got to keep stacking blocks, keep stacking sort of uh, blocks on top of one another to stay healthy and build your speed. So yeah, no, that's that's spot on, and um, I'm honestly. You know, you're saying how consistent I am, and mm-hmm. I am, which is a really good thing, but I'm really trying to, to yeah. gain some speed. Yeah. I want to 
I want to be able to be like, oh yeah, you know what? I qualified good. It's going to be a good night. Cause right now I've always been, I've always like lacked in qualifying. I'm like, oh, I qualified 14th, but here I go. And then I go and get, I got seventh in the main, you know, it's like, it's, uh, yeah, I just want to be able to have a good day all around. I don't even worry about your qualifying time for like Pulp Fantasy yeah. stuff. Like it's, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. You know? And that, but that's what one thing I'm just trying to really work on this year is I want to be a good qualifier as well. I want to be all around. I just want to start the day good and I want to finish it good, not be rethinking my entire career path after qualifying <laughs> and then have a good night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how much do you weigh? Are you, are you, like you said, uh, you're taller, but a little, little embarrassed to say how much, but yeah, we're pushing 185. Right yeah. Now. It's, you're at a disadvantage, man, on a 250F. There's yeah. no way around yeah. it, even no matter how good that. Uh, the bike is and everything else like that's heavy for a 250 yeah yep. yeah that's what trust me larry was letting me know that he's like dude i'm just telling you you'll be so good on the 450 i'm like listen i i think i will too but mm. i just i think i still need some some more time but in some way you're a big guy you're tall um you know like somebody hits you in a corner um you're not tipping over easy you know there yeah. are there are some yeah. some bonuses to being as big as you are yeah i need to be i need to be able to throw some elbows i need yeah. to i need to be tough out there uh, you talked about, you know, being around the HEP guys and Roxon and Brooks and, and then, you know, talking to Chase and, and then obviously Dylan and, you know, you, you've been in the scene for a while. You, everyone kind of likes you. You're a real friendly kid and you're respectful. And, and I think, so I think you're, you, you know, a lot of people like you and have time for you. Is there a top rider, uh, that you emulate that you look at and you're like, man, I, I just like the way that guy talks. He carries himself. Never mind, You know how fast he is. Is there somebody like that for you? Um, Ooh, I know, I know when I was like younger, um, like when I was still like on 85, yeah. I loved Ken okay. because of how, like, I like this whole thing, like social media, everything. Mm -hmm. Like he's a good follow on Instagram as, as well as Dean. They're just like good yep. follows, but then they say whatever. But then like Ken, especially back when, um, like when I didn't know him and I just followed him, like when he said something and then he backed it up, I always thought that that was just so sick. Like. I like when, and then like, I even like how he dresses up and goes to like mm -hmm. the press conference. Like, I think we need more of that. I wish more guys would do it. Yep. Um, and like, I just think I just like how like flashy, but like not in like a bad way he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's definitely, it's funny to think now, like he's kind of the old guy, Kenny. Yeah. Right? It's like crazy. It's it crazy. is just nuts. Like where did the time go? Right. Is this number yeah. 70 on a KTM 250 rider. And now we're looking at him and, like I don't think he can win this championship. Like he, he could, but there's three or four guys better that if they stay healthy, they probably can beat him. And now Kenny's at the point where we're just like that win last year. That one win was the coolest thing ever. You know? Yeah, he's, exactly. That he's was transitioned. So he's transitioned to, to that guy, I think, which is fine. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Um, and then so working with Ziggy, what's that been like? Um, as far as testing, you said you got to get better at that. Uh, how has he been? And and his guys at Factory Connection with testing for you and setting up your bike or are, are they telling you that you're a good tester? Or are they telling you you need work or how's that? How's that been? Anytime I say anything about my bike, I'll say, I will finish my sentence with, I don't know if this makes any sense, but <laughs> this is just what I'm saying yeah. because I don't want to, I don't want them to walk away and be like, yeah, this cat has no idea. Yeah. what he's talking No, about. that's so fine. At least, yeah. I at least let them know like, Hey, look, I could be way off, but this is just what I think. Yep. And or tell, so, them, tell them what you feel. Don't tell yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like no, as a mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Tell them. Tell them what you feel. Yeah, and trust they, me. I'm they, not telling them to go put a shim or take a shim yeah, out of my fork yeah. or whatever. That's not me at all. Yeah. So, I. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I'll be like, listen, this is what I feel after that change. But I could be way off. Like, no, that actually makes sense. <laughs> okay, Why yeah. not? Thank God. Right. But right. Uh, 
no, it's been really good. And um, with them, like you don't even just have to question like a change that they make because like having Jacob, the he goes by Guam. Uh, he worked at Geico like the last year of the of the team and so like it's just having trust in those guys and like ziggy's obviously really really good Mm -hmm. and like i don't even if they say all right hey what do you think about making this change i'm like don't even ask me like dude just do it like i trust you guys so much that so it's almost like yeah it's just a positive all around because even in california i made a bunch of changes and it was never for like a bad change you know and that's like that's really fun to do uh, I, and I never also realized like when people would be like, Oh, like, dude, they got so lost in their, in their setup or whatever. I'm like, I don't understand how that happens. But then I actually noticed in California because like I changed some, um, like engine hangers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've never done that before. And it changed my bike completely. Like I was shook. Like I was like, Whoa, yeah. like this is crazy. And then I literally told my mechanic, I'm like, okay, I actually see now how people get lost because then like, then I tried a different tire and it yeah. like, did, yep. did, it made the bike be completely there. I'm like, dude, you literally had to set up your bike for a different tire. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I've seen it firsthand as a mechanic. Like, we did one millimeter fork changes and we did one millimeter uh, hanger changes and, and didn't really tell the guys, kind of just told them to go ride more than a few times. And they would yeah. come back and be like, hey, this is, it's doing this. And it's exactly, and you're just like, wow, one millimeter, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. it is literally insane. Like, yeah. you just don't, you wouldn't think that. And especially like, like I said, my dad would just tell me to go ride. So I would, there were times my one fork would be at five mil and the other fork would be plush or flush. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I just would ride, not even yeah. the difference, you know? And now I'm like complaining if my forks are yeah. two mil too high or whatever. It's, it's just crazy. No, I think that that's all part of the process, right? That's how kids are. And then you learn and you get more experience. You know, you're, you're, you're working with some, some really big guys. And so, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much on it. Like, yeah, you'll get better. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah. You know, guys like Phil, I mean, yeah, he, he's really smart with a bike and setup and and all of that stuff. And he's got so much experience. It's nothing that he's smarter than you. He just has more experience, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I've actually gone to Phil for some for some uh, advice the last the last month or so. So yep. it's actually been pretty cool. Uh, Colin Park here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast. Thank you to the folks at Seat Concepts. Code is PulpMX23. Seat Concepts saving asses since 2009. Whether you're hitting a motocross track or gearing up for a trek across the country, Seat Concepts is a seat for you, and each seat incorporates a proprietary foam formulation that is designed to provide unmatched support and impact dampening. And also, Zools, let Zools help pack your passion. These guys make bags. They are born from an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry. Pulp 23, it's code to save at Zools, Z-U-L-Z, Pulp 23, code to save with Zools. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. So, Colin, um, I'm, like we said, just... Top fives uh, is the goal going into into Supercross twenty four, right? Yes, I I want to break the top five this year. It's it's interesting that like um, you look at we just did our preview shows for Racer X, right? And there are there is a bit of a transition, right? You got the Lawrence brothers moving out. You have some guys coming back from injury, but it does seem like I would put Hayden as a favorite. No matter what coast he would, not everybody agrees with me, but I would put him as a slight favorite. And then, you know, you have you have your guys like McAdoo and you have your Forkners and everything else that will be there if they're healthy. But honestly, Colin, like, it's kind of wide open. I don't know. We broke it down for our preview shows, and it's – it's. I could sl- – if you told me Colin Park got fourth at the opener or tenth, I'd be like, yeah, I could see both. Like, it is really wide open. Yeah, it's a, it's a stacked field. And, you know – 
like I try to not shy away when you say it's a stack field because for me that's even that's an even better opportunity for when you do get a good result because there's no asterisk or whatever you know it's like dang like that was a solid ride I just got a top five like heck yeah yeah sometimes and again like I think you know factory 250s are really good there's a lot of money that they spend and and yeah. teams like yourself and teams like Club MX you know you guys try hard and all that but I don't there, there is nothing quite like a factory 250 um the gap between that and a privateer bike is bigger than in the 450 class so i think you always got to keep that in mind when you're a team manager looking at you know someone else's results that aren't on a factory bike i don't know how much that bums you out to sometimes come out of a turn with a guy and just watch him you know quad something that you're like forget it you know yeah it, it can be a bum much less um just me already being so big yeah um so that part is a bummer but you know what when i'm up on the gate i i sit there and i'm telling myself how great i am and how good my bike is and uh my phoenix honda is definitely good enough to to get me the results i'm striving for this year well hey man thanks for the time i look forward to you and cody shock resuming <laughs> your battles to the death <laughs> oh uh, and, and how's he doing Do you talk to him much like were you guys yeah, were you guys I, friends were you, was it good uh yeah i mean we're yeah. we've always been good with each other and okay. uh Cody's been, he seems like he's doing good. You good. Know, he yeah. seems like he likes the Yamaha and stuff. I'm happy he found a home at club mm -hmm. and has a good opportunity for himself. So, yeah, I mean, I uh, I wish him the best this season for sure. Yeah, it should be great. Uh, I think big things are coming for you for sure. Uh, very, very good rider. Very sound technically. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for the time. Uh, I will catch up with you. Are you doing any West Coast stuff, like coming out at all or no? I'm not sure yet. I know um, you say there's only there's six weeks left before my season starts and it seems like that's so long but as a rider you're like oh i need to stay home and train so yeah, yeah. i don't know or not i'd love to go to a1 but i also want to stay home and train so i don't know there is that for sure uh hey man yeah thank you for doing this i really appreciate it good luck to you thanks for the time happy holidays and all that colin and uh yeah man we'll, we'll catch up catch up to you at the races yeah thank you very much for having me on steve merry christmas all right you too see you buddy all right see you Bye.